hanging out yep and pepe 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 yeah yeah we're getting merits yes we're getting merits although we sort of caused the brought about this <laughs> merit like situation a <laughs> yeah a little bit like a false flag, flag right we brought it in to fix it <laughs> brad uh our oh uh, yeah whatever <laughs> so yeah to explain that we have a couple of tigers siberian forest cats yes uh theodora and Brad. Yes. They're big. And they're quite large. But mm-hmm. they do a good job of, um, you know, creating a perimeter around our house that is... Rodent-free. Vermin-free, we'll Vermin. say. Vermin-free, Vermin yeah. Vermin, by our definition, would be, okay, guys, you know, the right. ones that uh, go um, potty everywhere. Yeah, mice and rats, please. And chew up all them. of our stuff. Yeah. Chew up your own stuff anywhere outside this perimeter. Yes. Inside this perimeter... You're don't come in. Not welcome. <laughs> and we've tried being, you know, considerate guests, but yeah, they're not they're considerate, not considerate pests. creatures. They're, yeah. they're just straight to, straight to pest. Mm-hmm. They even kill each other. It's awful. Yeah. They're enmeshed in the light dark paradigm. They those, are. Those little buggers. Mm-hmm. So we uh we have free reign for Brad and Theodora to keep this zone pest free. And we also have, you know, our uh, guardian dogs, livestock guardian mm-hmm. dogs. We have an Anatolian shepherd. He's about a year and a year and a few months old. Yeah, hundred and some pounds. And you know he barks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of things that need barking at around here, yes. and that's pretty much his job. His bark. job, yeah, bark. And uh, he has help with our ac- from Akbash. our Akbash, yeah. Lucy, Lucy with three paws because she'll go attack anything around here, including a truck driving at her. <laughs> So now she's, she guards the side door. Yes, it does. That's her domain. Mm-hmm. Nothing may enter that side door mm-hmm. unless Without her permission. she has given it permission, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Romeo, I don't know, he's like the guardian of lugs, loves and hugs. Yes, yeah. Except for like Fred and I, you know, toddlers and um, aged people. <laughs> he will defend <laughs> against those. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is an inside joke. Right. Tell you right. sometime. Maybe in a second hour. Yeah, maybe in a second hour. We'll talk about <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> His story is pretty amazing, though, how he came into our lives. Yeah, you should share that story just yeah. a bit. Have you? Yeah, you've shared it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in second hour, I think, because it's a very involved story. It's an involved and personal story. Yeah, very personal. Yeah. Same with Brad. Brad yes. has a very big oh story gosh, with him. Yeah. Same with um, PB. Yeah, she has a story too. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. She's she attached to another giant white dog and yes. attached to another not so gi- another giant white dog with three yes. legs. No, she didn't have three legs. No, this one is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pet stories. Pet stories. That's a nice topic. That is a nice topic. Yeah. All of our pets have stories. They do. Even our latest one. Even Pepe. Pepe. So Pepe is a chipmunk. Yeah, he's a, a baby tiny, chipmunk. Tiny baby chipmunk. I call him a he, but I don't know his sex. No, do we you? don't. Mm-mm. I asked my daughter how to tell the difference, and she told me how, and I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when it becomes obvious, I guess it'll be okay. clear. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Brad caught Pepe. Yes, he did. Gave him a bloody nose, but that was all. Yeah. And so I couldn't release him because Brad will go find him again mm-hmm. in one second yeah because he's, he's according to brad he's a vermin exactly yeah and he's actually a very quick fun fast and interesting to chase type of vermin, vermin yeah he has the same mouth same kind of okay, tail okay. Okay, same kind of goes fast and on the ground that's he's supposed to get him that's his mm-hmm. job yeah so now 
we're earning merits by saving the life of a baby animal. Chipmunk. Baby chipmunk, yeah. And merits, interestingly enough, is something we were reading about. This is, yeah, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> it's a perfect light dark paradigm, you know, yeah. thing. A bodhisattva thing. Yeah, it's a perfect, yeah, light dark paradigm thing. Merits. Merits. Yeah, it's involved in positive negative balances and things like that, which is all constructions of the light dark paradigm. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what we talked about, Mary's, because Mary's from that. Well, any excuse is a good excuse to, yes. <laughs> for a pet yes. <laughs> to be joining our tribe. I know. Yes. <laughs> Did you make a count recently? Five dogs, two cats, that's seven. One bird, eight. Now rodent, nine. And how many chickens? Oh, jeez. There's five, There's a, six, seven, eight. Six babies and two adults? Yes. Six plus nine. That's yeah. probably a completion number, like a 15 or something. Uh, that's a lot. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yep, that's 15, okay. which is a six. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> if you know about numerology, I think that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. A six and a nine, <clears throat> which makes a six, which that I thought made a nine, nine but yeah, it doesn't. If you flip nine. it over, it makes a nine. Or one or something. No, if you add the, you have to add them together. Right. That's what I did. <laughs> anyway. How to complicate numerology? Just bring it to us. We'll complicate it. I think and it's make a nine it plus whatever number gives you that number when you yes, add their sum. I think so. Yeah. But a nine uh, and a multiple of nine when you add them together gets you a nine. So that's the same. So a 9 and a 4, 10, 11, 12, 13, 3 plus 1 is 4. Yeah. It's magic. Yeah, it's magic. Okay, let's try 9 and 6. We did that already. Yes. Try 9 and <laughs> 3. What's that? 3. 9 plus 3 yes. is what? 12. And 2 plus 1? 3. It's like <laughs> magic. Yes. Number magic. Number magic. So... The merit thing came in because our evening book, usually we read a book in the evening for a chapter or two, unless I pass out. Yeah. If it's about aliens and UFOs, it's going to be a page or so, but yeah. this one's lasting a bit longer. Well, I don't know. Yesterday, was it yesterday night or the night before, you went, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> with your iPad. <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> I think the reading is over. <laughs> so I just uh, I said, darling, I think you should put your iPad away. Yeah, what, what happened? What, 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 what? What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I'll, I'll get the title of the book another day, but it's about a lady, a younger, younger woman on a journey to the highest valley in the Nepal or Tibetan mountains, I think something, Kamsala or... Tangsis Valley. Do you remember the name of it? No, but it's a um, it's a journey. It's a journey book. It's a journey book, literal journey, yeah, and all the journey. rules. They like the re- irrelevant human rules to stop her from getting there. Mm-hmm. Like no men, allowed, no women allowed someplace, so she had to pretend to be a boy and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not allowed to ride buses or Whatever. lorries or this and yeah. that. And... No. And she's on one of the bodhisattva journeys to get to the tallest mountain, the tallest valley, and connect with oneness and and a body, Do you know the difference between a Buddha journey and a bodhisattva journey? No. So how do you know she's on a bodhisattva journey? Because she, she said, said it a bunch of times. Yeah, that makes sense, actually, with the merits. Because the bodhisattva's role in the world is to save others and to bring them to enlightenment before they put their own enlightenment on pause. Right. right, so that they can that reach, too. they can reach people who are not enlightened and bring them to enlightenment. And then, when they do enough of that, then they can pause and you know reach enlightenment themselves. Yeah, she's talking about some kind of vows you take that it's a lifelong commitment. But you know, I take a vow, and then for the rest of your life, you got to do what you just said you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I when I was little, um, there was this friend of mine in the, I lived in a little village in Chile. Mm-hmm. called Cadewa with my grandma and there's a girl in school who um, was really cool 
and we used to hang out together. And then I, her mom would pick her up. And I noticed that her mom always wore brown. She was always wearing brown. I thought it was very strange, right? That she would always wear brown. It's like really beautiful, beautiful clothes, but they were always brown. And one day I asked her, hey, I said, hey, um, how come your mom's always wearing brown? And she said, because she um, promised a saint, a saint, I can't remember which saint, for a favor, right? She wanted mm -hmm. something um, and it got given to her. And she promised that if that was given to her, she would always wear brown in honor of that saint. And I don't remember who the saint was. Could it be Lourdes, maybe? I don't know. So that's why she always wore brown. So that was like a, a lifelong commitment. Mm -hmm. She was never going to wear any other color to thank this saint. Thank the saint for what they did. Yeah. Right. I remember, I do remember hearing quite often these deals. I'll make a deal. You do this and then I'll do that for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And those kind of tie into the Naked Bible book we were reading. Yeah. How it was a, you know, a God to your definition of what a God would be mm -hmm. at that time period in human beingness i guess <laughs> beingness, yeah. i don't know how to describe it <laughs> human beingness where the gods bestowed favors but they were you know Literally. they were interested in getting things in exchange oh, it yes. wasn't like this was exactly. just here habits it's like yeah. you do i'll do this but you're gonna have to do this for the exactly. rest of your life yeah. that kind of a thing right yeah. you can have a beautiful home in my garden but you need to work really hard <laughs> and, and give me your blood <laughs> And it seemed like these vows... And your first child, so I can burn him and eat him. Burn the fat. Or that kind of <laughs> okay, don't say that. Okay, let's We're not supposed there. to talk about what... Well, I guess we we can, but we should probably talk about those kind of things in the second hour. <laughs> let's not even go there. Okay, let's just not go there. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just don't do it. Don't make um, no deals with those... Uh, no, don't do any deals with the... Noela Holmes. Dodgy and dodgy... <laughs> dodgy gods. Gods. In a concert, in, in quotation marks, right? Quote, gods. I did find an interesting bit in the vow that uh, she was considering taking. She was like, waited three years, and then she decided to go ahead and take it. The vow was said and written in a way that the beginning part of it was something that no one could t possibly disagree with. Mm-hmm. I mean, no light worker or no light being. Yeah, what was it? Oh, you know, like to use uh, love and light as inspiration for creation instead of fear and destruction. Basically, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Like, hmm, well, of course, mm -hmm. that's what you're already doing. Mm -hmm. And that was essentially what she was saying. It's like, this vow is something that I'm already living, so taking it is of no consequence, in mm -hmm. a sense, because it doesn't change so anything. So what was the second part? Well, the second part was where you had to apply that to everyone in the world, or like all all creation. So how do you do that? Well, I don't know. I suppose that's the um, point of bodhisattvas, where everybody else has to have it before you. Yeah, so that so, could be very easily manipulated, it, it, taken advantage of by somebody. It could be. It seemed to me, you know, when I tapped, and I say tap into it, when I tapped into the essence of the purpose of the vow, and at the time, the purpose of the vow, it basically felt like how to manipulate uh, base beings, beings in a base state, into thinking more about um, higher frequency things, less about lower frequency things, and less about I, me, myself. It yeah. was a teaching with for good the intent, person. right? Yeah. The intent yeah. was this vow, which I, I give great weight to, yeah. you live this way and watch what it's going to do. And the vow is a lifelong vow knowing you know, they're humans. They're going to mm -hmm. do a little, they're going to mess up a little, they're going to do a little, they're going to mess up a little. But at least there is a pressure pushing for mm -hmm. expansion of awareness, different inspiration, move out of I mean myself. You don't have to go kill everything that walks around or whatever, <laughs> you know. You know, it's not all about you. So right. it, ha it had, uh, it had in its essence, uh, manipulation, which it's, it's a, teaching, a way of right? saying, yeah, it's, it's like, how do you get all of these people who are only focused about themselves to go out a little bit? Yes. You start planting these seeds and then you create, had to create an organization mm -hmm. and a 
lifelong thing that's very weighty. So you make this decision and it has something not just about you. Mm-hmm. And it has consequence and it has weight and it has gravity and things like that. These are artificially created things. The yes. gravity is artificially created. The lifelongness of it is cre- created. You know, these are artificial constructs to expand the awareness of mm-hmm. the beings that they found at the time. That was kind of what I tapped into seeing and it wasn't negative in, in any way. But I could also see that it had uh, entered into a state of dogma, mm. where it out- outlived its purpose to some degree, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. Uh, it became more important than the person. Right, right, yeah. right. Or their evolution. It became about the I mean myself. I mm. have this vow that makes mm-hmm. me yeah this special special thing. Yeah, chosen one. Chosen, uh, special amongst the rest of you, even yeah. though I renounce my specialness, but I am special. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I did go to the highest mountain and the highest valley and talk to the highest holiest, and this is the vow that they <laughs> gave me to take, and uh, I'm just telling you, that's me. Yeah. Which is it? I mean, my selfish. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my selfish. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's to say... Navigating times, navigating uh, states of consciousness isn't as uh, straightforward and easy as it might seem on the surface, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So that was a tapping into the story and tapping into the experience. And that, I don't know, what do you think? Does that seem or feel accurate to you? Did you tap into it and have any of the, do you have this similar seeing or do you feel or see anything different? Uh, towards what? In the story I gave about the purpose for that vow and the lifelongness of it. And then the um, seekers that seek it now, well past its time. Mm. No, maybe I think that I spoke a little bit about some schools. Um, to me, it feels like it's not about the time of the world, but the time of the person and where the person is at. So that vow is still useful for certain individuals who need a journey and who needs certain things in order to expand their awareness out of the I mean myself. And so it's still useful, but for others, it isn't. So when I hear somebody saying it's past its, its time, it's not really useful anymore, what I'm hearing is it's no longer useful for me. I, it wouldn't do me any good to do this. But that doesn't invalidate other people's using it and getting a lot of um, you know, a lot of benefit from it, right? To others, it's quite useful, and it's still good. It's still relevant, right? Yeah. So a lifelong vows and the bodhisattva thing is relevant and useful? In, what? in the sense, I'm asking, this is a bodhisattva vow, mm-hmm. which are the ones who... You know, without a little, without, without much, much what mental gymnastics are mm-hmm. probably, to a large degree, the light workers responsible for the split. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a little bit of a charge there. <laughs> Just saying that yes. movement. You yeah. know, no, I'm not. As, I call it a movement, but you know, I really am not expert at it. But I have a sense for it. Mm-hmm. In the sense of the creation of religion, creation of g- world structure. I have a sense of that world structure, generation, creation, being who created this whole sense of it, having very, very good application at the time that it was made. And it's same now, same that application is valid, but the dogma that holds it is um self self uh, propagating itself instead of the thing you know what i'm trying to get at yeah we talked about it last week um how suddenly a religion becomes about the religion rather than the people who right. practice it exactly exactly and that's one of the corrupt energies of group that the light dark paradigm carries right so as we move into just light in the split, um, those no, are no longer 
useful. Those corruptions are no longer useful. And they only feed the light dark paradigm. And as light workers, we have to be street smart about this. And we mustn't allow these energies of corruption to infuse our lives, right? So, for example, um, we've talked about how the guidance that we've received is to have 2 million subscribers to our newsletters. For example, yes. For example. And that's the guidance. And it's high frequency, tested, truthed, and everything else. It's, it's an energy of empowerment for the planet, the high frequency individuals on the planet. And the energy behind it is connection. It's a connective energy, period. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talked about it in Walk With Me Now, because in Walk With Me Now we have a lot of very highly awakened individuals and very intelligent individuals and very street smart individuals, there were some triggers that came up for people. One of them was, it feels like, I thought one person said, I thought we were not supposed to awaken people anymore, but maybe this is about helping them. And I said, it's not about awakening, it's not about helping, it's about connection, period. Connection, connection. Another person said, I get triggered on the cult energy. It feels like I'm recruiting for a cult. And my response was, process those energies because we absolutely do not want that energy brought into the task. Right. We do not want the cult energies to pollute or um, kind of open door infiltrate. Infiltrate my teaching. Right. Right. And it is about my teachings and my methods and my tools. We don't want that energy to pollute those. Right. So through power over others. So what is the the basics energy of that victim aggressor? I refuse to be the aggressor for anybody on the planet, and I refuse to be the victim of anybody on the planet. So if anybody comes in with that energy or projects it onto me, I reject it. It's like, nah, that's your business. You know, if you're afraid of it, go away, because <laughs> I don't want that fear in my field, right? So, and at the same time, I reminded people, we stopped measuring statistics on our website we used to we used to use um an app uh, a little code a code in our websites oh. a long time ago that linked to i think it was that counter the, the app i really liked that counter because it was very very accurate they were doing a great job uh, i don't know if they still exist um but anyways we used that code and when we stopped using it in 2014 i think it was uh, we had over 6 million single views on the page, mm-hmm. right? So single as in individual people, not one person going back and over and over. If you counted those, they were like like dozens of millions, you know? Um, and maybe not dozens of millions, but more than 6 millions for sure. And then the download for the fear processing exercise, when we stopped counting... I don't remember, but it was not that far away. And I say, like, being very conservative about the number, I would say there was a minimum of 2 million downloads of the fear processing exercise. Mm -hmm. So reaching and connecting with those 2 million people is not, like, bizarro, right? And the connection, even if it's just about the fear processing exercise, which is freely available on the website, and they just took that... But if they stay connected, so it's a connection, that's all it's about. And any judgments about what side of the split, or whatever's of the split, or whatever's this and the other, to me that's irrelevant. These people are light beings. And the connection, for some reason, we'll find out, probably when we have the two million, what this is about, why we need that connection, it will become clear. But even now I'm getting a little bit of a hint because, for example, we're listening to a podcast with um, Hyerson. Greg Carlwood. Greg Carlwood. He was on a podcast with um, Apocalypse Book 3 or something. <laughs> the Apocalypse, I think it's an Apocalypse um, podcast. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know. I cannot remember. 
but and also um podcast we were listening to is mm-hmm. my family thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. And they are awakened individuals, right? right. Who are st- struggling right now and not understanding they're confused and they're not understanding what's going on on the planet. Why have their lives changed so ra- radically? And one of them said the word splits a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And nobody else, as far as I know, not many, have talked about a split. Not on the right? podcasts. On the I've been listening for the word to come in because yeah. I know it's seeded and I know it's coming, but I haven't heard it come back. Mm-hmm. And that word split came in with my strongly. teachings in 2011. Yeah. And to me, it was a shock because there wasn't supposed to be a split. There was supposed to be a world ascension, mm-hmm. not a split. So... Those people, there's 2.5 billion people who have chosen just the light paradigm, who've chosen that side of the split that we have chosen. We need to connect. We need to connect. And there's no more apology about that. Right? And Mm -hmm. personally speaking, I don't go into the fence and I don't actually care what people think about me, especially people who've chosen the power over others game. And anybody who feels... This is about self-serving, or it's a cult, or whatever. That's power over others. Those are populating the victim-aggressor cycles. Populating means they put people in it, right? Mm -hmm. Into the victim-aggressor cycles. And I refuse to be part of those people placed in those cycles. So if anybody thinks that way, it's goodbye, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not putting any attention there. I'm putting my attention on those people who see it and are strong enough in themselves and have learned with enough authority in themselves to distinguish truth from lies and a truth from a self-serving broadcast. A self-serving fiction. (laughs) Yes. Who've learned that. That's the people I'm interested in. That's the people I want in my field. That's why I created the... The truthing, um, the truthing class, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what it does. It gives the people the power to be discerning in themselves. So the whole paradigm of victim aggressor or cults or exploitation—that's all gone out the window. It's gone. That can never happen in their life, never, right? And I haven't seen anybody else do that. I've seen people who teach people how to manipulate others or all sorts of things, right? And even saying, um, people who say, and religions who say, follow this path or you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's never been my path. Not even when I was a Buddhist would I say that. I would say, hey, try this tool. And if you find something better, drop it. And it used to drive people crazy, right? And I used mm-hmm. to always say, and if I find something better, I'm going to drop it. And it used to drive the, the leaders crazy. And, um, and it happened. I found something better. It came in, you know, like the fear processing exercise, and I dropped the other. It was no longer useful. So it's about that. It's about the discernment and it's about connection. So the split thing, that's what's interesting because it's coming into the awareness of individuals who have chosen to be self-empowered and discerning and know that they cannot fall for the, the power over others narrative. Yeah. And those are the individuals who need to know why this is happening. Why is this happening? Why is our life so <laughs> radically different to, to five years ago? Why is it so, so radically different? Why is it that there's people in that they cannot communicate with and they can't have a conversation with and it's completely blocked? Why can't they hear me? Why can't they see me? Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's a frequency thing. And it's also an expansion of awareness thing. Mm-hmm. So that's to it's me. A, this is what's important. Yeah, to, I agree. To me, it makes a huge difference when I understand it's a split manifesting. Mm-hmm. It's a split happening. Yeah. It's a split occurring. It changes the energy of how you mm, walk your day. In a <laughs> sense, it's like I need to change these people. No, <laughs> no. Thank you for letting me know which side of the split you've chosen. Yeah. I'd be happy to, in a sense, I'm happy to allow, and I say allow, 
And how happy to not interfere with your choice. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy your choice. And, oh, I see what side of the split you have chosen. Here I have some interesting tools to help keep your sanity, help yes. you stay connected, make your, your allies. allies available and yeah. visible. Make life and easy. if you are, make yourself <laughs> visible, how you can make yourself visible. In other words, yeah. how do you find to each the right other? people. How yeah. do you connect to the right people? Mm-hmm. When I always say right people, it doesn't imply there's right and wrong. For us. There's there is, right maybe. and right. Yes. Right. The right people for you. The right people for you. Yes, right. exactly. And that includes place. Yeah. Because I the noticed... Right place for you. I noticed, interestingly enough, that they had heard the clarion call to leave the city, but they were stuck. Mm-hmm. And then all sorts of programs came in to stop them from taking the path that was the highest frequency because they had programs running, right? That it was like a, an ingrained program. I'm never going to do this. And then suddenly, oh, I need to do this. No, I'm not going to because I promised... And then it's back to that lifelong yeah, yeah, yeah. commitment, lifelong right? Vow and yeah, promise sometimes, yes, yeah. exactly. It goes all the way back to that. And at the moment, you need to be fluid. And I mean, there's a. I was looking at a situation of uh, someone that we know who tried to sell her house and moved to the country. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of things, you know, it's like the the, the selling of a house. You know, sold several houses. And there's an energy that you need to do, like cleanse your energies from it and. Talk to the house to make sure that you, you're listening to see what the house wants. And then you can put that energy out. But also, and in this case, I think finally it came in, the destination has to be correct for not just you, but everybody who lives in that house. So if there's any question marks around the destination that people will take when they you, you sell that house, everybody who lives there, it goes... If there's any question about the destination in your heart or other people's hearts or even in your higher self, expanded awareness self, then that house is not going to sell. <laughs> right, to hold you until you find that. Exactly. So and maybe release and be more fluid about that destination also. Mm-hmm. And the destination part is important, right? I mean, the, the guys who were talking in that, that, that podcast, is you know, it's like, it's getting really hot here. You know, it's like so many 5G towers and <laughs> all these things and the taxes and blah, 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 blah. And I gotta go, I gotta but go. I gotta go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go mm-hmm. here and here. And all the places I'm looking at, now mm-hmm. they're up $100,000 over where when I started looking yeah. at them and I can't commit. And it kind of feels me like the pot being turned up. But at the same time, it's like the 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 place you're at that you need to leave, that's getting hotter. Yes. The place you want to go... The ones that aren't it are hotter too. Yes. And at one point, the yeah. pressure is right. And look, mm-hmm. there's one there that ain't too much. Mm-hmm. It's going to go like this. Yes. It'll be there so fast your head spins. Like us. Like us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the market is irrelevant. Yeah, because the market, there's no way in the world that, you know, we could have afforded anything in this market. Down the street, Down it's the half the acreage for six hundred thousand yeah. dollars with no house. No house. It actually, it's full of rubbish too. Yeah. Like rotted vehicles and yep. collapsed RVs and stuff like that. Yeah. So I understand that. It's like, yeah. yep, not doing that. Nope, not doing that. Nope, not doing that. Nope, not doing that. But when but it's the right one, the right one is it's like supported. supported, even with our own limitations, because there's absolutely no reason why you and I need to have any type of financial limitation. Except that we have unconsciously maybe, or it's still even slightly consciously limited ourselves to use that limitation for our benefit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So by using that limitation to benefit us and making us decisions or whatever, and even maybe not our particularly limitations, but maybe others, you know, of the perception of who we are or what we are, it's, it's that that's also part of the light dark paradigm. So obviously, you know, we're not completely out of it. We're, but we're consciously aware of it and also on our way. Mm-hmm. It's like we're consciously every day not engaging in I, me, and myself and low-frequency energies, right? And if we do fall into them, 
We see it. We see it. it and catch it and talk about it and then do things. To or we have it. allies who'll see it with us. Yes. In other words, don't be alone about it. Right. Right. It's very tempting to go hide off in the woods, though. It is. We did, kind of. <laughs> but we haven't been very successful about it. We had more parties here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's it's a good balance between those things. Um, and how do we make those connections? And what does those connections mean? Right? It's very important. And it's not to say that if somebody, if you see somebody's on a journey... And you know that if you give them something that helps them in that journey and that journey eventually brings them to that expanded awareness, the journey is fine. I mean, I still give that tool, that Buddhist tool to people who I find my tools are not going to be any good to. And I was like, no, that's not going to help them. So I'm going to give them this other tool instead. Mm -hmm. And I send them to that Buddhist school even though I know that it's not the correct pathway in the entire journey. But it could be a stop, like a, an inn, you know, in the journey. A stop there for a while until they outgrow it and then they can get back on the road, right, to get to complete their journey. And I have that trust as well. And many years ago, I mean, it's like this lady who's a staunch Catholic. Right. Um, And she was saying, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, it's like I feel like you don't believe in God and it feels like you you think less of me because I do. And I said, well, what do you get from going to church every Sunday? Because she did. She was mm -hmm. a staunch Catholic. She did not just Sunday, but during the week as well. And she said, well, I get a lot of comfort, an enormous amount of comfort. And I said, well, carry on doing it then. I think that comfort is totally worth it. It's totally, for you, this is where your, you know, your comfort is so go and do that and she did right so she later on wrote a, a letter to the judge on our child custody case with my son um saying that i was a witch <laughs> and that i was dangerous because i was a witch and people shouldn't listen to me speak because i would charm them and that's terrible because before they know it they would love me and even though and that was I was evil so therefore I was a very dangerous witch it was like you know this is exactly I mean it turned this tide because like this is this is a uh, witch hunt this is exactly what I've been having to put up with look at how ridiculous this is you know to the judge and the judge was like oh my gosh <laughs> right and the judge says well how do you respond to that and I responded with compassion right you can't you have to understand these people and that thing, that's what the judge was looking for. And it's like that case was flat out re um, rejected, taking my son away from me. Um, rejected because the judge, what they wanted to see was where I was going to go with this. Was I going to go into full defense or was I going to do something else? And even the... the so you char charmed him, in other words? I did totally charm him. <laughs> <laughs> But even the <laughs> even the attorney for the father, he, he was talking about some power objects that my son had made, and I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," because at thirteen, you know, he needs to um, in the Native American tradition, the mind one, that's when you do because it's a healing tradition. It's a healing lines, and he carries that healing energy a lot. So that's why I started teaching him those parts. Mm -hmm. You do your little. Sash, you know, like the little bag, you know, the little medicine bag that you carry with you. And it's very important. And he did all the sigils and he put in his lineages. He put in his uh, Celtic lineages from his father. And he put in his uh, Native American lineages and his own sigils in it. And all the objects, the little objects that represented different parts of that healing energy. So I was explaining all this. And the judge, uh, no, the, the attorney for the father said, it's not this pretty. I mean, she makes it sound like it's all so beautiful and pretty and innocent, but it isn't, it isn't. It isn't this pretty. She's not nice. And I'm looking at him going, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, it is actually, you know, and I am nice. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> and the judge was like, okay, let's go into something else. But it was like, it's a little bit like that, you know, it's like, where do you choose to be and how do you choose to communicate with these people? And it's like this woman who wrote the letter, um, I, you know, I just wrote her an email saying, I forgive you, right? Because I knew that in her religion, that was important um, after a while, right? And now it's like, yeah, you know, she asked her son for example, mom, <laughs> she's the, the, my child's grandmother, um, asked her son, my child's father, for advice from me about something, right? Recently. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, she turned the corner again. And when my, I mean, you know, it's like, it's all over and it's, it just fizzled into nothing. Now it's like, how long can you keep him? <laughs> the energy, right? And um, my child's father said um, um, oh you know it's like and you don't mind my mom blah 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 and I says why would I so because of you know I knew what he meant you know what she did and I said you know she's a mom and you're her son and of course she's gonna do anything to support you I mean that's mom energy there's a mama bear why would I hold that against her you know it's like I wouldn't you're at fault. You're the one who lied to her. <laughs> but, you know, he just laughed. Um, but anyways, that's the type of energy. So if you refuse to go down that path of victim-aggressor and defensiveness and it's all about me and refuse to be the aggressor and refuse to be the victim, which is uh, both things that I did, mm-hmm. it just turns around and suddenly you can talk to these people again. And it's like nothing ever happened. And for others, that's really hard because it's like you cannot forgive, you know, what they did. But when you do that, you're going into that energy. You've already gone into that victim-aggressor energy. You are the ones who dictates how you feel and what you experience in life. You are the one. When you start blaming others, you give your power away. You're saying, that person has the power to control my emotions in life and my reality in life. So all this energy and all this knowledge and it's basic, basic knowledge and it's not woo-woo at all. That is what we need to communicate with each other. This is what we need to bring to the masses, right? This is what these uh, these light beings need to hear. They need to hear that they're nobody's victim, they're nobody's aggressor and that we need to take responsibility for how we feel. And we have to have strong boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Part of that no, is knowing that, yeah, we're still in a light-dark paradigm, even though we're splitting. And the split means we're hanging out, we're hanging out with people who are consciously raising their frequency and we're not going down the path of those negative, victim-aggressive energies. And also understanding that within those groups that we hang out with, those people who have chosen to carry on with the light that paradigm, if they have a hard moment or they're hanging out with low frequency people and then they come back to you, they carry those low frequency energies until they are dissipated. Yeah. And then they, once the energies dissipate, then they're back to their natural self. It's not about an effort. It's actually the opposite. It makes you tired. It makes, takes effort to be low frequency. It's tiring, it's exhausting. And other people who are low frequency and choose low frequency, they get energized by drama and low frequency things. They get energized by that. But you don't because you've chose your natural self and what you choose is to be your natural self and being high frequency energizes you, right? Being high frequency is what energizes you. So I think that's the the energy behind those two million subscribers and the split is coming into the common language. The word split is coming in. People are seeing it. Where these people I can communicate and it's really easy and we have great time and everything's easy when I'm doing stuff with them and projects with them. But these other people, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, it's so hard now. And they used to be my friends. I mean, they're still my friends. I love them. But it's so freaking hard to even have a conversation with them, mm-hmm. right? 
And that has to be understood. Why is that happening? And the energy and the charge behind it has, has to dissipate because it feeds the beast. When you get frustrated and try harder and harder and you get more frustrated and angry and upset and even fearful, you're feeding the beast. You're going down the path of low frequency, which is not what we want. Yeah, not what we want. No. And guess what? People who choose to like dark paradigm, they didn't just choose the dark. Mm-hmm. There's light there too. Yep. So you can still have connection with them and still have joyful, wonderful lives with them only through their light choice. Just don't get sucked into the dark part. Don't, do, don't go don't there. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Easy? Easy enough. When you put it literally. Mm-hmm. Just don't get sucked into the dark part. Yeah. So that's the split in a nutshell. The split. The split. The word is the split. Yeah. Yeah. And when you understand that's what's happening, it's kind of like a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you don't, and maybe sometimes you have an artificial hate or sometimes you have a big dramatic something, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just grew into different directions and you're whatever, going to live a different life than the mm-hmm. one that you had been living. Yeah. And your different life looks like this. That other person's different life looks, well, different. Mm -hmm. And by your standard, it's a different life that you don't want to live anymore. Exactly. And that's all. It's a different life you don't want to live anymore. You used to want to live that life, and now you don't. Right. That's all. Mm -hmm. Not too uh, complicated. But the the complicated part, it comes in when uh, you uh, want to continue the life you had. And they don't want to continue it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that can make things hard. You can. It can make things difficult. And they will try to engage into going back to that life over and over again. Right? Using the old tools that always worked in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Because they worked. They worked. And that was one of the comments that I heard in the uh, podcast today, which was doing the same thing that you used to do isn't working it's the not same work. anymore. It isn't creating the same answers. No. It's doing something different now, mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? It is totally true. I think that is a very accurate way to see it. If you're still doing the same thing, but your results are getting so different and things are happening, they're so different. And some of these things that you're doing that are no longer working, then you need to review what you're doing. And change it. Not stop it. Not stop it, but change, change it. it. Yeah, that was also part yeah. that came in. That. Yeah, you don't have to stop and drop and, you know, do completely different. You just change what's not working. So if you're banging your head against the wall trying to convince these people, stop, <laughs> stop it. It doesn't matter. You don't, it's not your job to convince. If you're getting all triggered and upset because people are calling you names now that used to support you, stop defending yourself. If somebody who's asleep calls you names, that's just a, an indicator of what they've chosen, and it's not you. And that's fine. It's that's in fine. A, it's in a way, it is helping them continue their exactly. choice. Exactly. That's what they yeah. want. They want that's, that. They want that, yeah. But just because they want that to continue doesn't mean you have to join them. Exactly. You can support them. And the best way to support them is... Say goodbye to them. Allow them to continue yeah. because too much time spent with you is going to, you know, make it difficult. <laughs> it's going to make it harder on them yeah, to continue their choice. Yeah, and even attacking you is not going to help them. Well, no, attacking them or attacking them also in return or changing what you're doing because of them. No, those are all good. engagements with yes, that. Yes, right? exactly. You're defending yourself, you know. So trying to defend yourself because they insulted you. It's like, nah, nah, not really worth it. It's not going to go where you want to go. No. I mean, navigating the split. Navigating the split. That's mm-hmm. basically what we're talking about. Yes. So what are you doing these days navigating the split? What are you navigating these days? What am I navigating? Yes. Well, I'm getting a big call to go go fishing. 
Uh-huh. The boat's calling. And yeah, fish crew, are calling. And you said, if the crew falls in my lap, then I'll do it. And the crew and the felt crew in crew calls, then I'll go. <laughs> they call, they can we please, can we please, can we please? <laughs> like, how is this supporting uh, navigating the split? And how does this support getting 2 million subscribers? And how does this support what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Those are the questions that I'm asking, and I don't know the answers. Mm. Well, your connection with Gaia, right? And the Salmon Collective is very strong. Yeah. And for as long as you own that ship, that ship needs to go out in the water. It can't be just tied up because it's not good for it. So it's kind of, it's like a... In, it's like a transitional period and when you're transitioning you need to take care of the things that you're still carrying or release them if you're not ready to release something you need to carry it with you right right continuing with it the way that it is is a honestly a big negative um, emotional drag because mm-hmm. it deteriorates yeah, i know and it creates sadness it does yeah and uh longing and Slow frequency. Yeah. It's lower frequency engagement with that. That relationship becomes low frequency. Exactly. What was a high and higher frequency and supportive becomes low frequency and, and negative. Yeah. A weight. Yeah. A weight. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think, why you always called it a weight element. Is that what you called it? Mm-hmm. A very, very expensive hobby. <laughs> very expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Not always, but certain things were certain engagements with it were just a very expensive hobby and that's okay if you have an expensive hobby but recognize it as such and make sure you have enough to cover it but in other times for example when the salmon collective came knocking at your door and wanted to thank you that wasn't a white elephant that was a way to connect with the salmon collective and it's a very strange connection right because it's brutal and bloody and you know it by appearances is yeah yeah and by experience of it yeah. kind of yeah mm-hmm. but it's also body body stuff yeah it know? was body stuff yeah to give you some context a couple of years ago no two three years three years i think yeah ago, four years right ago. yeah something like that yeah so um we were in a um, bride and groom um event here at the shaman shack and Larry got a very strong feeling that because of a drought, we needed to go and save thousands upon thousands of baby salmon from the creeks. So all the people in the event, we got together with uh, buckets and little things, scoopers and tubs and nets and, and, and everything. And we went into the creeks and we saved thousands of these little fish, baby tiny little salmon. And we took them to a river and we released them into the river so they were able to get to the ocean or whatever. Yeah, the they river did. they were going to go to if they was had the end been, of the creek. Exactly. If the creek had still been running. Exactly. The, yeah, that river. At the time, you know, the forest hadn't been chopped yet. <laughs> it, yes. But it still had a forest stream running and the yes. salmon would have been going into the river and heading to the ocean and doing their ocean trip. Mm-hmm. But they got stuck with... They got stuck. Yeah. I think we had a, a great big log off behind us and mm-hmm. the... We temperature did. was hot, which made yeah. the ground dry, which made the creek dry up really fast, and yeah. trapped all of the baby salmon in their little ponds. Yeah, and they were desperate. They were so. Yeah. Larry answered the call, got his allies. We all went in, and we saved thousands upon thousands of these babies. We released them without any connection at all, like no payback or whatever. And the oh. next year, I woke up one day, and it's like Larry, the salmon collective wants you to go and fish. And he's like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. He says, no, 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 no. Like, every salmon in the area that is going to die very soon because it's going to be eaten by somebody or something else is going to happen to it, it's going to come to your ship. That's it. They're going to come to you to get that end because they're going to end. doesn't matter if you do it or another fish does it or a whale or not a whale. Sea lion, sea lion or a killer whale. or doesn't matter. Boat. doesn't matter to they're them. They're going to do it. So they're going to come to you. They want to come to you. It's a thank you. They want to end their life with you and bring you some benefit. This is a large collective all over the planet. Huge and very powerful collective. And he says, okay. It took him a couple of weeks to convince him, but he finally went. Right? I was shocked. 
And it was shocking because other people were catching like 10 salmon around you and you collected how many? A thousand. A thousand, yeah. So when I called on the dock and said how much I have, they say, what? what? <laughs> how many? It's like, where are you at? It's like, same place as everybody else. <laughs> yes. It's like, well, why do you have a thousand fish? Like, they wanted to be on my boat. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Like, okay. okay. Bring me in. Here goes Larry and he's woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and then one of them, you said he was so healthy that you threw him back. Yeah, because after 998 of them, I'm like, gosh, guys, you know, really? This one's like barely hooked on his little lip. He's fine. Here, you can go. And he plopped into the water and swam right into the mouth of a sea lion. Yeah. Right there behind the boat. Yeah. And if the sea lions are there, they take the fish off the hooks. They Usually. don't just swim behind the boat. Yeah. This one came out of nowhere. Yeah. And grabbed the fish that I just dropped in the water, right? Yeah. And I was and like, went, okay. okay, fine. Well, yeah. I get it. I you get it. You're going, yeah. you're going. Yeah. You might as well go here. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, yeah. That was the word. Yeah. So in this case, it feels like if it's, I don't know what kind of fish it is, but it's salmon. probably salmon, right? Yeah. So if it's salmon, then it's all part of that equation still. And I know that our tribe loves to eat salmon, so maybe they can sponsor some of it. But also bring into the collective, right? You bring that back. That energy goes into the forest. It goes into our lives. It goes. It becomes part of us. And that part of the brutality of it is body stuff. I mean, the sea lion wasn't gentle when he ate that fish. And he wasn't apologetic and he wasn't sorry. He was nothing but happy. Exactly. And, uh, you know, when Ronnie gets a mouse... Carcass. Yeah. Remember, mm-hmm. it used to be quite distressing, and yes. I was like, "Oh, happy Ronnie!" Yeah, happy Ronnie. But also, the fish cycle, their their physical body elemental cycle, is instant. The moment they die, they're in an in an egg. You know, it's like yeah. instant. Boom, boom. It's like there's no gap. Suddenly, they're swimming in the ocean. They're swimming inside their little egg. You know. It's like that. It's a continuous, <coughs> continuous a, yeah. incarnation yeah. experience that just alters body size. Right, and for that, and for that collective, that thank you is not over. There's, you're still part of that cycle, right? Yeah. They prefer you in that cycle. They prefer you in there. So it's really interesting how we we see it, and it's not just making excuses because you can tap into. Larry did not want to go salmon fishing that year. He said, come on, really? No, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. He says, you have to. This is like a big call. I'm getting woken up in the middle of the night by your freaking salmon collective. You have to do it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, very well then. I'll, I'll do go, it. But I'll you'll go. see. There's no, there's no salmon this year. You'll see. He says, yeah, you'll see. Yeah, 10 fish isn't a lot. Yeah. No, okay, it's we'll not going to pay for your fuel, that's for sure. But I don't know. I mean, it could be that it... it it wasn't, it's not the salmon collective, you know, it could be that the, the the ship needs to go out, you know, use its engine, maybe, you know, catch a new owner. Uh, we don't know maybe. what it is, but it's something. And I it's know something, something because yeah, something positive. my um, images all show up salmon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guys who are talking or exchanging or interesting or anything, it's all salmon. Mm-hmm. The salmon, like, remember Fred? He just can't get it out of his mind. He's got to go catch a salmon. Let's go catch a salmon. Come on, <laughs> go catch a salmon. He got his the license. Beach, from a skiff, from a kayak, yes. from whatever. I got a license. Let's go catch a salmon. We yes. got to go catch a salmon. Yeah. It's like he's driven yeah. to go get a salmon. Yeah. yeah. So all of the inputs are salmon. So go in the skiff. Go in the north. It doesn't matter. You're going to go and have to connect with the salmon collective. They're waiting for you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> or maybe the ocean is. I don't know. But, you know, there's something there. But it seems to be the salmon. I'll see when the results come in. We'll see if we'll it's We'll see what accurate. happens as a yeah. consequence, yeah. Yeah. I'm considering allowing the guys who showed up, who I know are the highest energy, and they were, they're like um, a sea lion, mm-hmm. the energy of a sea yes. lion. They are, they're going fishing, and that's, they're going that's fishing. Good. They're just mm-hmm. locked on fishing. Yeah. And uh, taking care of boat, cleaning, and. Energy that's unlimited, limitless energy in a sense for that that yeah. type of a thing. And I think that relates to the spirit. Remember the spirit body? 
We were talking about that with uh, one of the groups that I'm a part of. One of the questions that was in the Ascension Workers Manual mm -hmm. yeah. was, "What's a spirit body?" Yeah, and a spirit body was uh, a little bit fuzzy. Like, is that their soul? Is that mm. what is that? Is that yeah. like this, that? <laughs> and when the answer came, the answer came. It came in a way that I it is completely understandable. Maybe you can explain it a little bit. Give it, give it, give it the once over. What's a spirit body? So I use these words and these concepts to explain aspects of our reality. And within each book, I will give a kind of definition to explain a concept. Right. So in some books, I use the word soul in a very specific way. And I say within the context of this book, this is what I mean by soul. And then another book, this in, within the context of this other book, You've already done the other one, so in the, this book, then soul means this other thing. And with the spirit body, it's like that too. So when the Ascension 101 course was coming in, there were certain concepts that were not really explored within the human collective. So you have to borrow vocabulary from other places in order to explain it, right? And then the Ascension Workers, no, the, yeah, the Ascension Workers Workbook, right? Yeah. No, that, the Ascension. It's getting re, reworked. Yes. It's being, being uh, I guess, visited and yeah. refreshed, yeah. second edition. Second edition. And, and so within that context, what I used was the words spirit body to delineate, to explain an aspect of the physical body that is a very subtle aspect but it's not the soul, okay, it's not the soul. The emotional body, the mental body, the physical body, the egoic body, those are all connected with the physical body and so is the spirit body in that context. The spirit body, um, I also translated it a little bit of, of the energies, right, the energy body, the frequencies, the, the field of your spirit body or your energy body goes to about six feet, mm. you know, naturally we walk around with that. Um, and we connect with other people at a physical level using that body. But also it's where our souls connect with our physical bodies. Our physical bodies are in our soul. And the points of connection, a lot of them, not just, not just with... It's one of the main ones that it connects with is the, the spirit body or the energy body, right? And then it also connects with the physical body at certain points, very specific points, and then the mental body at different points, so that you know what the mental body is saying, the soul knows, and it knows what the physical body is feeling, the, phys the, and the, the emotional body too, connections here and there. But with the energy bodies, it's a lot of multiple connections of our soul, right? And that's an expression, part of the expression of the physical body elemental. So did I make it more complex? Kind yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think the way that you describe, I mean, this is that was good, and that put me in an altered state, and I started <laughs> seeing the spirit bodies and all these connections about... <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> Literally, I don't understand the words okay. as well, as okay. I understood that the spirit body mm -hmm. was the way that the soul connected to the physical body. Yes. It provides the connection points yes, for the soul to connect into a physical body. Yes. And uh, a strong and spirit meant yes. a strong connection, connection between your soul and your physical body. Yes. And a weak spirit body meant a weak connection, which is low energy. Low energy. Low drive. Yes. Low ability, ability to, to do. do. Yeah. Basically also the same as low chi. Yeah. Those things. So... Yeah animating or empowering that spirit body making it stronger mm -hmm. was achieved through various ways mm -hmm. but you can see a strong spiritual body in an individual you can you can recognize it and you yes. oftentimes will say strong spirit body in the sense of woo-woo world or um you know ascension bot or light work or this kind of territory they think mm -hmm. of that only meaning one thing that means they're high frequency 
unpowered, awake, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah, but it's not. And that's not uh, not the case. Yeah, you can case. recognize a strong spirit body in the sense that they are fully incarnated and doing mm -hmm. what they do. Yes. And that's light worker, dark worker, light high frequency, all yeah. that things are irrelevant. Yeah. Well, I won't say irrelevant because you can be strong spirit body and high frequency ascension yes, worker, you but you could be strong spirit body and a sea lion fisherman. Right? <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it has to do with that connection. Mm -hmm. What uh, one of the bigger questions? Let's check our time. We're right about into second hour. Uh oh. One of the things I'd like to explore in the second hour, I hope Ilya and Adelina asked the questions about our spirit body, is what makes it stronger? Yes. Yes, we'll look into that. Is that a good thing for a yes. second hour? Yes. I think it's awesome. Okay, good. And I, I think so, too. Thank you. Have you complete, Ali? <laughs> yes. Thanks. Love you. Love you. I'm just going to enjoy my expanded state with this little <laughs> spirit body. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> See you soon. Bye.